Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Speaking of gifts, our good buddy has uh, decided to grace us with a little bit of time. We always appreciate it. Jeff Brantley, uh, not only friend of the show, good friend in general, longtime Cincinnati Red and Giant and Philly and such pitcher, but was in St. Louis in that magical season. Jeff, how you been, my friend? I'm doing good, Billy. What's going on? Well, we're, we were hoping for baseball, but uh, that isn't happening anytime soon, so we'll have to wait and see there. But uh, last night gave us a little glimpse of what brought us all back to baseball as fans, if you were a casual fan, and that was the chase back in 1998. You spent that summer in St. Louis, so I, I guess the easiest generic question is, what was it like with all that mayhem around uh, Mark McGuire? Uh, it was pretty special. Um, I, I think when you when you look back and, and you think about all the things that happened, there, there's so many things that kind of stick out in your mind. But probably the biggest one for me is is players uh, of of the individual teams being fans of Mark McGuire's batting practice. There, it was so often where we would come into a city or another team would come into St. Louis, and guys would be out in the dugout, not not dressed in uniform, but the opposing team would be out in their dugout when it came time for McGuire to hit batting practice. And that's just one of those things when you when you see peers of yours being your fans, uh, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. That uh, that buildup as that last month heading into September became increased and every at-bat was on television and every game was trying to be televised between him and Sammy, I mean, uh, it, it, even though you're kind of, I mean, everybody was pretty much in the shadows if your name wasn't Sosa or McGuire, it had to be kind of cool just being in that locker room, being a part of it, in that in that scrum, so to speak, as you're walking in and out with thousands of reporters and thousands of televisions and such being turned on to what you guys had going on, right? Yeah, it was it was a circus. I mean, there is no doubt about it. But but I will say this, regardless of of what you think about Mark McGuire and the steroids and, and all the issues that, that, that are the takeaways from a lot of this, uh, there's no better human being. I mean, the guy was as good as gold. I mean, he, every single moment of, of record that he achieved, he shared it with the guys on the team, whether it was a signed baseball, a signed hat, signed batting gloves, 
spikes, whatever it may be. And every time he started to approach another one of those records, he began to to sign things and staying hours after the ball game. And and this is above and beyond doing all of the press conferences that that he had to do each and every day. Even if he went 0 for 4, he had to go down and speak at a press conference in front of two or 300 media members. Do you think that they, him and Sammy have been erroneously vilified because of what they did and, and the fact that Andrew at the time, first of all, there, there was no test for it. Yeah, It was legal in the sport. It was an over-the-counter, as he stated. There was nothing illegal going on. Do you think they've been unfairly vilified? I, I don't think there's any doubt about it, Bill. I, I think that when it, when it really gets down to the nitty-gritty of all of this, uh, Major League Baseball screwed up. Uh, they let this happen. Um, Bud Selig and the front office knew that the the steroid issue was rampant. They knew that it involved the, the chase with McGuire and Sosa and, and chose to look the other way because they thought that this was going to, to bring baseball back, and it did. But with that being said, if, if that's the case, then why are you not celebrating these guys except for this one show that they've just put on ESPN uh, they were the ones that were probably the most responsible for, for bringing fans back into the ballpark in bulk numbers. And now we have seven or eight other steroid guys that are in the, the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, but yet these are the guys that are continuing to be vilified. I don't get it. You uh, you obviously work with the Reds. You travel quite a bit. By the way, we're talking with Jeff Brantley, the former Cardinals and Reds pitcher and radio analyst with the Cincinnati Reds. You travel into Chicago. Chicago has yet to accept Sammy Sosa back. I mean, the Cardinals have put Mark McGuire in the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Sammy can't even get an invite back to Wrigley Field. Are they are they wronging him? Well, I think what what has happened is is we're trying to put all of these guys in a box, and, and the box is you have to admit that you use steroids. Uh, I think the tests that, that are out there, uh, I think the, the general information, there, there are a lot of guys that, that use steroids. Um, when I was playing, uh, I had to face those guys. I was pissed then. I'm still mad. Uh, I, I just don't think it was fair to guys that, that played the game clean the way that, that I did. And there were plenty of guys that played the game clean. The, the problem that, that you face, though, is that if you're going to celebrate other players that are known steroid users by putting them in the Hall of Fame, then why would you not go ahead and take care of the Roger Clements, the Barry Bonds, uh, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, the guys that, that really put the game on their back? Now, does that mean you have to agree with what they did? No. But you've already stepped over the line putting guys in the Hall of Fame. There's no reason not to include these guys. Uh, I do want to ask you a little baseball. I mean, for what's going on back and forth, being a guy that's in the media now but a player then, um, you know, this is just ugly. I don't know. I, I said at the opening of the show that baseball's just got a mess on its hands. And for everything else coming back and working its way to back, baseball has kind of gotten stuck in the mud when I think the country has kind of needed it most. Give me your thoughts on the back and forth between baseball and still not having an agreement. Well, having been involved in, in several of these issues in my, in my playing days, being on the executive board uh, for a lot of my playing days, uh, I, I saw this coming in the last agreement. Even though it was an amicable agreement, according to the public, and the way it was written about, there were a lot of players behind the scenes uh, really bickering about certain things that were in the last agreement. And 
when that starts, then you start to get a little bit of animosity back and forth between the players and the owners. And as soon as this issue came up with the COVID-19 and players felt like they were doing the right thing by taking a salary cut before the season ever began and then asked to take an additional salary cut because fans were not going to be allowed into the ballparks, uh, players got their backs up. And owners feel there are certain owners that feel like they're losing money right now. So you have a, a huge animosity issue between players and owners. This takes me right back to 1994, which in August, we walked off the field and didn't come back till May of the following year. And I don't think that's good for anybody. It's not good for the owners. It's not good for the players. It's not good for fans. And it's definitely not good for baseball. But I'll tell you this, Bill, that's the avenue we're heading down. Whether we play this year or not, we still have a collective bargaining agreement that has to be negotiated throughout the season in 2021, or we're going to be right back to 1994. Do you think they get a deal done? I think they I think they get a deal done right now. I don't know that either side is going to like it. I think we're going to have baseball. I, I firmly believe that. I believe we're going to play baseball this year. I think the players are going to go back onto the field. But all this issue that has been argued about back and forth between Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball Players Association has done nothing but solidify the players. And I, and I don't know that they were really – solidified up until the COVID-19 issue when, when spring training was stopped. And now now we got a problem. How bad did the owners look when you got DeWitt speaking out, you had Ricketts speaking out, and then you find out that there's a billion-dollar television deal down in Atlanta for TBS, and then to say, well, we really don't make money. It's, it's, it's got to be unbelievably frustrating and almost laughable if you're a, a player inside a clubhouse saying, how, how are these guys saying they're not making money? Well, if you've, if you've ever been, and, and there are plenty of people that have not, but, but those people that have been involved in bargain negotiations that have, have talked about uh, workers and, and owners or bosses and their guys that work for them or women that work for them, there, there's always a give and take. Anybody that has a salary knows that it's got to be negotiated and you've got to work at it. You've got to prove your side where the, the boss is saying, oh, no, I, I don't think I want to pay that much money. I mean, everybody gets that give and take. It's just much more public when it comes to a sport, a professional sport. You've got owners that are posturing through the media. You've got players that are posturing through their own social media. So that, that creates a, a lot more hectic environment than anything we've seen in the past simply because players can, can speak out immediately, and there are millions of people that – hear what their individual statement is. And that's not how it was 15, 20 years ago. Uh, last time you and I chatted and saw each other, we were out in Arizona. Uh, a lot of optimism for the Reds, and uh, we had a good time that night. But uh, a lot of optimism talked about with the Cubs and the Brewers and the Reds and uh, obviously the Cardinals. Uh, give, me your, give me your thoughts on where your team is at right now. I think that as long as they can get back onto the field, I think that the Reds are in a great spot. I think they're in the in a perfect build for uh, a sprint, which is what this season will be. Uh, you start in the in the middle of July, and it's just a, a dead out sprint, if you will, to the end of the season. And I think that the Reds are in a good place for that. They've got five veteran starting pitchers. They've added some huge bats in Castellanos and Mustakas, 
And the, the thing that the Reds have to be awfully happy about, even though they're not playing right now, is the fact that both Eugenio Suarez and Nick Senzel, who would not have started the season on time, are both healthy. They, they both had shoulder surgery. They're both coming back from that, and they're both healthy now. So the Reds are in a position to hit the ground running and possibly have one of their, one of their better years in a long time. Jeff, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. I look forward to seeing you real soon. We'll get out in the golf course and then knock it around a little bit. But stay safe, and then uh, when you come to town or I get down there, we'll chat, okay? Sounds great, buddy. Great to hear your voice. Take care. You too, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. Jeff Brantley, longtime pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, the Cardinals, the Giants, uh, bounced around a little bit, worked at ESPN for a while. Now back uh, in Cincinnati and uh, part of the Reds broadcast team, longtime partner of Marty Brenneman as well. Uh, he joined us on the uh, Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call it uh, 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 